0: Yeah. I well, I, I have to
1: play Born in Trouble yeah. in Hey, what's good? Welcome to the 18th episode of Born in Trouble I'm your host, John X Once more, chopping it up with the fearsome foursome How y'all feeling tonight? Fellas
0: Magnificat, Good to be back, bro sister. Magnificent. Right. Let me give you right.
1: a let me give you our individual do though so that way we can get it. Coming straight from the land of Detroit, home of City Wings. That's
0: 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan.
1: That's correct. Come get you some. Come get, get you, you some. some. Mr. Grant Lancaster. Everybody what get a up round of applause. What up, dog? What Not up? Not From Los Angeles, California. Mr. Gene Hopkins. Hey.
2: Delta coming Gummies coming soon online. Nummy I mean,
1: nummy. Nummy nummy for the gummies. And of course, legal. Legal. <laughs> mm. From New Jersey. By way of Philadelphia, Mr. Robert Brooks. Talking about the bears. Talking about the bears. We're bringing the fire to the market. Are we going back Yo, to the Bears? Uh, no,
2: hey, y'all remind me via text to get some Delta A samples out to you, and 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 uh, you're gonna see some shit.
1: Yeah, see some things as soon as we wake up. I don't like the gummies too much. Gummies are not my favorite. You know, you know, I'm a proponent of the cannabis all the way around, but gummies just don't do it for me, bro. It's like, it's it's too, I don't know Like, you know, it doesn't do the same thing that uh, Smoking the herb does Improper dosing Improper dosing You know, I guess I'd have to learn it just like anything else I didn't like, it was a time in my life I didn't like beer I learned to like that and I learned to dislike it And didn't like scotch And and I learned to like scotch And now you love it Well I could Exactly (laughs) I loved it Listen, that was a part of my life, the alcoholism, too. I have to embrace it and love it and enjoy it. You know, I spent those times doing those things. Funny, I was having a conversation with my daughter about one of her friends who she feels uh, drinks too much and does a lot of wild things. And I was saying, like, look, you know, all it is is that once you start drinking, it's because you're doing things that it's because the alcohol allows you the freedom to do the things that you would normally want to do anyway. So if you see it's been a pattern for a long time, then you got to step back and let her do that. You know, and that's the way I felt when I used to hang out with Rob all the time, which is why I stopped hanging out with Rob all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let, let, let that, I'm going to yeah. let that, I'm going to let that go. Let me let that
1: one go. Oh ah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Right? Yeah, I like that. Right. I had everybody listening. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what's he going to go? Where's it going with this one? That's right. That's it's all Rob's fault. He
2: trademarks on
1: you, you, you Rob. Ooh, <laughs> you see, it's but all I'm gonna Rob's be the bigger fault. brother right here, and I
3: start talking about tooth doctors and
1: stuff. Oh man, let's <laughs> talk about when I fell on my face. I had to embrace that too, the same way I embraced that concrete that morning. But that was years ago, centuries, centuries. Another X, completely and totally. This is the new and improved X right now. So, <laughs> uh, to
4: not,
1: not, not,
3: not, the, not the brother who felt sexy on the floor of his uh of his railroad car apartment in dc mm, that was walking a good apartment his, though out, look, who is uh, your mate
1: then it's a good apartment then man was well, not place, he am se- he not helping drive
3: some of some of some of our party guests home and as i walk out the door i see this brother ripping his shirt off and i'm like what are you doing And he goes i feel sexy now what he was really doing, he was getting ready to puke And he wanted something to catch it in Dude, oh, my
1: Jesus. dude why, why? Is that really something That anyone wants to hear about 30 years later 30 years, and there's no video evidence I could just easily say that never happened It never happened ocular proof? <laughs> Do you have ocular proof? That's right If it does not fit, you must acquit If it does not fit You must acquit Yeah, but we had fun. That's right. We had fun. And that's like, you know, that's a large part of this show. It's like, you know, 30 years of hijinks and craziness with these fellas. And I just want to say I love y'all. You know, Father's Day just passed. And I know each and every one of y'all is a good dad. You know, so somebody actually got you something, I'm sure. You know?
2: Yeah, I got shortchanged.
1: Yeah,
4: well. Well. (laughs) That's the long and the short
2: of it, okay? You know, some got, people. Gail's birthday is a day after Father's Day. Mm, oh June, yeah, you fucked at the game. Oh. June 18th is the day before Father's Day. Yeah, you and fucked with
1: the And this all bro. happened
2: this year around everybody coming to town, so I've, I've been spending money.
1: Well, that's what Father's Day is about: spending money and doing manly things, chopping My down trees to,
3: to prove that you know she's related to me. She got me a. Uh, sexual oh, wow. chocolate world tour sweatshirt. The oh, picture wow. of Randy Watson on the front. <laughs>
1: wow, I want, <laughs> I want no, that.
0: I want that,
3: bro. I
2: want
3: that. I've been getting, I've
2: been getting weed wallets for a few years now from Spencers and stores like that. You know. Okay, like, yeah. okay I appreciate. It. Yeah, what the hell is a weed? What the hell is a weed wallet? Oh, I don't have. Oh, I do have it right here. Pardon
0: him while he whips this out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, okay. So that that way, if we ever have to go to Seven Eleven and you're in front of a police officer, they know what you're <laughs> all about. Exactly.
3: <laughs> in case, you, in case right. you get pulled over, this you got to take your you. license. Thank out. you that's for right, the branding. Right that's
0: that's oh, yeah. next to the that's next to the one that says "bad motherfucker" on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: what I want. Well, you know, I got. Uh, I get shit like that. Hats.
1: Hats. I got a hat
2: called a. Uh, What's it called? A fucking, Bud Master or some shit like that. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Something apropos. Well,
0: Layla made me a cup, so she made me a cup in the coaster.
1: Oh, is that Yeah,
0: she's she's six. Oh, my twenty-two year old, my twenty-two year old called me. Ayana called me and was like, "Happy Father's Day."
1: Oh, when she oh she didn't call you. I was about to say what'd she call you. Did
2: she get that cash app after the call? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no.
1: I never get mine hit either. Well, I got a I actually got something very nice from um you know my girl's daughter. She they made me a um, chocolate arrangement that said I put it up on a on the page and everything. She made me a chocolate arrangement that said um. Best, you know, weeded dad. I saw that. I saw that. See, it's it's it's, it's fucked up. You can tell it's like true because I can't even remember what it said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, which is kind of wrong. End of the day, you know, after six o'clock. Oh, I got some clothes this year. That's right. I forgot. I did get some clothes
2: from H and M. Uh,
1: underwear. Or socks. I see
2: a pair of shorts. Oh, she got me some linen pants.
1: I'm just starting with the traditional. A
2: shirt that after one watch, after one wash, should be a halter top. Uh, what else? Uh, you need to learn how to wash, my nigga. Whatever, man. Yo, know, any shirt that doesn't have the L on it for long is going to be a halter top on me after one watch or a couple of us. Gonna, you're going to be able to see my belly piercing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love when they buy me those. I, I
3: like that he said that the L was for long.
1: That's right. The
2: for I like when they give when me those
1: is. when they buy me those tight ass nice shirts, t shirts, and shirts that are that are that are at largest and everything. And I look right. at them and I say like, you know, I can't wait to wear this shit. You go, oh, you can't. Oh, right. I guess I, I guess I just gotta I gotta take this one.
0: See, I, I thought that was just me. I mean, I just used that shit like to to make rags out of. No,
1: nah, that's the scam that they run. That's the scam that they <laughs> yeah. run to get the T-shirt that they want. The one that they right. want around the house. No, nah, once
0: once you give it to me, that's a wrap. Yeah, well. I it, I, I, I cut this bitch up out of spite.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a round of applause for that one, for the spite. X went through a phase where he didn't
3: really, really believe in sleeves.
4: <laughs> like you, you you look at all right. a lot
3: of his Facebook pictures that brother got he right. ain't a herd of sleeves Listen, oh yeah, man. Like that's, been,
2: a was, long, that's uh, been going off. Especially a when time. he was on his three-week uh, fitness tangents.
1: Let me tell you something, bro. About
2: three or four weeks, you know, what I'm saying of, of daily posting, and then it scaled all the way back to no posting.
1: What good is having a what is what good is having a gun if you're not going to use it?
3: There was no
2: sleeves uh, on the pitches, especially on curl day. You know, listen. And
3: he let know, Today was curl he, day. You know? he, yeah, he didn't want the sleeves to get in the way of his bicep work. There. If you got
1: the guns, you got to show them, man. It, you know. Hey, right. so it's good. No, that's right. it. That's it. Put a lot of work into those things, man. You know, I know
2: that's
1: right. it's not like y'all gonna get to touch them, so you might as well get to see them. What was you up
2: to at one time? Uh, a did you ever get to uh 16 or
1: 18? What do you mean? Like, 18, what do you mean? Body,
2: circumference, the circumference.
1: I never really, I never really, I never did those. uh, Measurement stuff. I really wasn't into it. I used to show off one. I would show up, you know, take a picture on Facebook every now and then, but... I'm not into that. I couldn't tell you how much I could I can't tell you how much I could have bench pressed at one point. I stopped doing that like thirty years ago, like trying to max out. I, I could
2: tell you all that about uh, I could tell you all that. I, I mean I actually accomplished <laughs> goals at one time. It, it, I
1: know precisely what yeah. those numbers are. Uh, <laughs> no, I just didn't. Last no, I mean training training for me was a. Like, it was different. I I attacked it with a different philosophy. And like now I still I'm attacking it with with the new philosophy now because, you know, I changed my diet a couple of weeks ago before I went to Atlanta. I was feeling really good. I was starting to get jacked and everything. Then I went to Atlanta and they got barbecue in Atlanta. I don't know if you all heard that. But
2: they got <laughs> to use you, you training X? eight days uh,
1: about, yeah it doesn't but it doesn't take long but it doesn't take long if you know what you're doing bro it's called muscle memory bro it's called muscle memory I could put He's out a challenge mighty. right listen if it was worth it to me I could prove it I could put I could take y'all on I would do a challenge and I could guarantee you that I could get cut
2: challenge I can get cut
1: I can get cut in thirty days, cut. In thirty days. With a
2: knife, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, you talking about, you talk about abs in thirty
1: days. Well, you know, abs is a hard abs are a hard walk for anyone right now. You know what I'm saying? I got four right now. I got four right now, I four right now though. I got four. Right I got four abs right now. I can take off my shirt right now here, but no, nobody want to see that. Yeah, so. I do, I do,
2: I, I, I'm, I, yeah. I'm, well, then you're a strange you know, man, Gene, then you're a strange man, because right I'm I, not going to do that. I, I don't see
1: it. We're I'm not going to, neck area and I don't know, man, we're, we're not, we're not going to encourage that right here on the show today. <laughs> you know, really, I, I gotta be honest with all the listeners listening to us today, this is the first time that we're actually doing a show. We really, I didn't come up with any type of topic whatsoever for these brothers today to discuss. Because it just seems like the world is just like in a slow slumber right now. And generally, the most interesting show or topics really come around people I don't really give a fuck about. Like, you know, Britney Spears is a slave and everything. So now she's she's trying to get free. And everything—it's a sad story, and everything. What does but... that
2: mean? I, I, I heard a glimpse of it. I didn't even bother like did, to hear
3: but did the he rest take of... this
1: hard left? Because you said you were looking at his neck area,
3: and you couldn't see how he had four abs. Next, he's going to
4: tell
2: me. Next, he's going to tell me his is his, his, uh, his delts are defined.
1: See. You know? This is what happens. This is what happens when you're you when, when when your co-host you know? is a professional radio, is a radio professional. He notices your segues and he comes back and he, eh!
2: but, you know, I'm hey, which, I'm the only honest one who's gonna say if I started a fitness regimen today for the first eight days, it'll be walking and light push-ups. <laughs> I'm telling you. No I, I, I got to get this shit going. These joints and everything else. This, I don't, I, I, I'm not at age anymore. Where I can just go get in the gym and, and just be like, yeah, this is my <laughs> day one. I'm going to do back and uh, eyes and tries. You know, yeah, well,
1: right. yeah. Well, that was, that was my point. I went through one cycle on my normal workout and I actually went through like two cycles on my normal workout and it was cool. And I was like really starting to feel it again. And I went to Georgia and they have barbecue there, like I said. And um I came back home and I'm me, looking though. at my I'm looking at my weights and they just look heavy. So
2: I'm trying to figure out what the barbecue how the barbecue what the barbecue had to do with that.
1: Well, because I don't normally eat barbecue. I've been subsisting on mostly like beans and soup and vegetables. So do, so do and... you call peace cobbler barbecue? Yes yes i do as a matter of fact i do (laughs) it is delicious and it might as well be barbecue it might as well be barbecue i will yes i will i would put that in the barbecue no i would definitely put that in the barbecue like you know you know category anything that tastes good that's barbecue you couldn't stop eating the double days, could you? Nah, I don't like double eggs, so I'm I'm what? okay with those. Nah, but where I stayed, they had the. I, I felt almost sinful, and every time, like you know, because when when we went to Georgia, I don't know if I told y'all, but the original Chick Fil A was in the parking lot after you got past the Serengeti and everything. In that parking lot, the original Chick Fil A was actually like right there and i have a mixed yeah i
2: know where i said
1: yeah i have mixed feelings with about like you know chick-fil-a you know i'm the guy that goes up to chick-fil-a out here on long island and says i'm a muslim is it okay if i get some chicken (laughs) this is like you're just being an asshole yes i am yes i am you know but i just found it i find it like really weird because like they have these christian things and I don't know about the sexuality of any of the people but it seemed like everybody that was working there was you know was a um LGBTQ online and I just wonder yeah, how Which
2: branch was that?
1: This was this was in um I don't forget the yeah in Georgia and everybody I, I swear like you know I didn't ask them but you know you can tell you know the the females, the males, the I whatever. I didn't ask them what they associated with, but I just found it ironic that in the Bible Belt well, they have all these different things, and right down the street they had a mega church. You know, or if you go to your left, there's a mega church. You go to your right, there's something there's a else. Them. Yeah. <laughs> and it just reminds me of it. Just reminds me of all the the dichotomy and all the all of the um. What's the word I'm looking for? Minutia. Ah, just the differences between you got left and right living right side by side and intermingling, and yet they, they act like they like there's something completely and totally wrong, like they're shocked. That yeah, the piano the chicken. on the keyboard. Huh? It's What's the it, chicken. pianos
2: on the key. It's like pianos on a
1: key. I don't understand yeah. how people live with hypocrisy. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't understand how people live with the hypocrisy. Because to me it's just that's just normal. But for them, they make a big deal out of this stuff. And I I just don't I don't get people today. Hypocrisy is like the big thing. You know, Giuliani, another thing, like, you know, all the stories that are interesting this week, all the things are they're not really something that we really can sink our teeth in. Giuliani is just got disparred this this week from New York. Right. Who gives a fuck?
0: Movie. Yeah, exactly. So I saw I saw a quote I saw a quote by uh, Cat Williams and I don't I don't remember exactly what the quote was but it said the fake shit is so prevalent that the real has become suspect Mm. So this this is where we are in terms of people, you know what I'm saying? Like, like everything is so everything is so falsified. Like the, the, the images that people put on social media and everything, everybody's always living a best life as if no one has down days. You know what I mean? Like every everything is just superficial.
4: It can't be so, real.
2: X gonna have to cut this out, but uh and Grant wouldn't know. But any of the rest of y'all uh friends with uh
1: yeah yeah i, I have to cut she, the name she, out
2: she, she yeah she she uh she is uh she i, I guess she she she's the one that does uh post uh misery that's all' <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she, she, she doesn't look like she lives her best life according to our post. Why? <laughs> See, like, why? Let's tell my ask a question that is out there. But have you ever been so hurt? You feel like a person just hates you and they're like, huh? Crow. So, <laughs> <laughs> you just over there scrolling fast. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then the usual suspects always hit the post, oh, it's okay, like this. All you see is symbols like this.
1: <laughs> the prayer hands. The prayer hands. <laughs> no, what are you, it. Hindu? <laughs> prayers up. Like prayers up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I don't you get know,
2: The funny thing is, and then a two weeks later, person, I'm not even going to go with her, but people who post like that, two weeks later, will post... I love it. Me and my bae. You know what I'm saying? Party and party, you know what I'm saying? That, smiling and shit. You know, even right. whatnot. Right. And then, give it about five weeks. And then it's just two words sentence. I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bailing out my boo. Yeah, right.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: give me, me and my all boo. the secrets. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's so many this I don't understand the whole need to put all your good and your bad out there. I, I posted pictures from my vacation, but I posted them after I got home. That was the first thing. Not while I'm there, because while I'm there I wanna be in the moment. I don't want to be taking you pictures know. all the time. But you're also telling on yourself that you're not home. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's the that's uh, the other part. Right. You know.
0: Yeah. So this is this is the thing that I don't understand about it. So mm-hmm. When you go to, let's say you were you went to Ibiza, right? You go to Ibiza and you take selfies in Ibiza. You look the same in Ibiza (laughs) or Detroit or fucking New York or Philly or wherever the fuck you are. Mm -hmm, So I don't need to see pictures of you in Ibiza. I need to see pictures of Ibiza. Yeah, I
2: read a study about that. Yo, selfies are psych. uh, are psychologically like addictive or something like that they say uh but and i know i'm telling me i have family members first cousins that post a selfie with some type of expression damn near every day to either go to work or go to play every single day about to go to work y'all have a blessed day y'all <laughs> older than and, and, and posts. Shit, they older than me, most of them, you know. Uh, uh, oh, oh, well, at least my age or older.
1: Wish you were here. So, I mean,
2: you know, it's like, i it, am tell you, I made a post one time. I said, Nothing is more evident than low self esteem than a bunch of goddamn selfies. <laughs> <laughs> And people were people were giving smart answers to the poses and stuff. But the funny thing is, I, I seen thumb up like symbols from people I was talking about. <laughs> they didn't know it,
4: though.
3: It, it. It was flying right over their head.
2: It flew right over their head. It's like, God, how many times? And, and it's just, and it is that uh, desire to get. Yo, they have made likes valuable in people's psyche. Well, it is absolutely no so- question.
1: Social media it's has extremely a, valuable
2: so, like social you know, media like,
1: has a has a dollar sign that's attached to it. I've never posted many selfies and stuff like that. But for example, like it's all about marketing now. It's like and everybody is like you're marketing you have to sell yourself to your friends. And that's just right. not cool. What I've noticed is that since I started this show and I started a page with this show, it seems like my interactions have gone down. And I read somewhere in an article that that's actually by design. What they do is they take all of your they take all of your posts and they take all of your stuff because they want you to pay for their advertising. They want you to pay for the stuff for people that would normally you would interact with. They want you to pay for them to interact with you now because you have right. a page. So it's like I've been torn by that, but not really, um, because like to me it's an acceptable outcome. Because it's like, I got over a thousand people on my page. I can't keep up with all y'all. How many keep up with all y'all? I gave up birthdays years ago. It's like, if anybody's listening to this podcast, it's on my friends list. Happy birthday. You know, because right. <laughs> I really don't, I really don't do them no more. Because it's just like, it's too much. You know, you got all these different people, but social media has been monetized and it's a part of our psyche, whether we want it or not, whether we want it to be, we can't, you can't turn back the clock on these things.
2: Yeah. You know, I don't but, like 70% of the people on my friends list. There's <laughs> there's a there's Ingenious. a documentary there's a documentary on Netflix
0: called The Social Dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, it? I
2: saw that. Yeah. 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 So
0: the, the Social Dilemma it 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 really delves into the social media piece on all aspects. It's a lot of people that were kind of into social media at its inception, you know, people that kind of set up the infrastructure of what social media is now. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how, um, uh, like it had the consequences that it, that, or the things that it intended to do, it has done some of those things, but the unintended consequences of it, that you have no idea what they may be at the moment that you're thinking, you know what I mean? Like you thinking, okay, we're going to connect these people to each other. Right. That's the that's the idea that you that you're running with. But the unintended consequence of what likes what likes have become, you know, suicide based on people not liking pictures and bullying, cyberbullying and all that shit. Like you don't consider that shit. But like I said, at its inception, it was it was actually a good thing. But human beings are, are like fucking dirtbags by nature, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know if we are or not, but. Um, I think when you get like us, we in, always find we always find the, the the lowest the lowest point of whatever it
1: is. Lowest common denominator. Yeah. I feel like if you get people in groups, it's sort of like a microcosm oh, of the world. Yeah, Once yeah, you get a group yeah, of people yeah. together, you get a shit show. It turns into a shit show because what gets felt, what gets fed, is the worst and the least common denominators in people and all the stuff. Like to me, social media. It doesn't. None of this stuff bothers me because, like, I look at social media and. I can pretty much read, I can pretty much get a read on a person just from like looking at their page, which is sad because you shouldn't have that much information about yourself out on that page. You know, that's like the real,
2: yeah, that's like the real thing. But everybody tells who they are, one way or another, right uh, across social media. Even if you're discreet, right, you're telling that you're discreet, right? You tell who you are. Yeah. If you're discreet and you're not, you're not discreet by nature, it's gonna come out. It's, like, it's going to yeah, come out it in your is. Post. Yeah, It's going to come out in your comments. It's going to come out. Everybody tells exactly who they are. I, I believe in social media, unless it's, you're lying for a living, like, you know, right. to make money. And everything is a lie about your profile.
1: Like you know? me, I'm a smart ass. I've always been a smart ass. I've been a smart ass since I was like four years old. I used to I've been reveling and pissing people off since I was like five and six years old playing cards with my mom because I could count. And I can rem- memorize the cards and things like that. I remember my mother's friend, was the story, we were playing cards and my mother tried to help me with the card. And she said, she screamed at my mother at the table. I like jump because she was like, why are you telling that boy the cards? He know all the fucking cards. He remember everything anyway. He beat in asses and everything. So it's like, I enjoy, I always enjoy being a smart ass. Nothing has changed. It's just like, I just found different things, different people to tweak from time to time that it's either my floor. Or it's my gift. It's one of the two. It depends on how you want to look at it. But that's about all I'm going to show. Like you brothers, I know you brothers and you brothers know me and everything. But the rest of that shit, I'm not interested. I don't need people to know what I ate for dinner, where I went, who I slept with, you know, what I was doing. It's just like I was I was taught that that's not classy. And like Rob can, you know, Rob can go back. We go back. What is it first thing one of your uncles told us? You know, telling you don't get no more, right? Exactly. Those who tell don't get no more. That's right. So it's like you learn to a certain extent. And that was sort of like, that was one of the things that we were taught as black people. Not to go and include other people and not try to impress other people because they don't really have your best interest at heart. And now social media comes and flips that shit completely upside down and turns it around. So to the point where if you're not on fleek on your page, then there's something wrong with you. And right. there is something well, wrong with that.
0: Well, people all people like to stunt on people that they feel they they have more than you know what I mean. So, so like stunting on social media is just some, just some fake bullshit because you are you are flossing in front of somebody that, or you are flossing in front of people, and you are trying to make it seem like you have more than you have in most cases. You know what I mean? Like you know. I mean, you've, I'm sure we've all seen people in front of cars that we don't know if they were their cars or not. You know, they could have been rentals or whatever. Right. You know, you've seen people in dresses. You know what I mean? It's like shit you've seen on television. Like you see you see somebody at a dance and they the tag is still on the dress because they were going to return it after they after they wore it to the fucking dance. That's what social media is to me. Mm. You know what I mean, which is why I got off of the shit. Mm. Like I, I couldn't. Oh, you got a hard stop, Gene. Yeah, man, I gotta go. Shit, uh, but hey, hey. Uh,
2: again, man. Next week, hell. Hey, and and John, don't be coming up with no bullshit, no topic episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotta love Gene Hawkins, Los Angeles. Give us round of applause. There you go. Gene is a wild boy. Gene is <laughs> a wild boy. Well, listen, yeah. I can't do nothing about, I can't do nothing if the world is just, like, regurgitating the same stuff. I don't want to, I don't want to give these people a platform. I don't want to give some of these people a platform. You know, I, the worst things that happened were, like, you know, the same people. Um, This, that woman who I hate, who I, you know, I, I can't say I hate her. Or I don't know her. But I dislike the way that she makes her living off of uh, black people. I won't say her name because I don't want to give her the props. I don't want to give these people the like the moment. The only person that really the only person that really deserved any like type of attention this week was the general who came up there in um up in in front of Congress who made the statement when asked by Matt Getz that um Republicans congressman how he felt about critical race theory. And he came out and stated very clearly and concisely, he thought that what Getz thought was that he was going to get one answer and what he got was something completely and totally different. Because the general, who's also like the head of West Point apparently, came out and said that, yes, critical race theory should be taught. It's a learning experience. And he said a million things, to other things that have just like flown right over the head of Americans for the past like five or 10 years. And one of those things was uh, simply the fact that he's read Lenin, he read Stalin, he read Lenin, he read Mao Zedong. That doesn't mean that he's a communist. It means that he was getting a clear view on all points of view. Right. And, and, you know, this is what we do. Like we're, we're learned we're learned people, you know, whether or not we, whether or not you have a degree, or you don't want to have a degree that don't, that doesn't determine your intelligence. Your intelligence can be shaped in any way of 50, any one of 50 different ways. And one way that you ascribe intelligence is the ability to sit down and empathize and look at other people's situations and then determine whether or not that's something that's right for you or wrong for you. But generally, it shapes your vision. And what we've seen is we've seen education has been under attack for the past 20 years now. It's been an obvious agenda to change this stuff. And this general said, listen, the people that come out of this, that come into the into the academy here, into these military academies, they reflect America. They come from all different walks of life in America. They are the best and the, the brightest. And then West Point is a military school. And West Point is one place where you're not really going to get a bunch of, uh, you're not going to get a bunch of people like nepotism with sons coming through there. Or daughters coming through. There. If you don't have that GPA, you're not getting in. You know, you may get some consideration, but you're not getting in. So it was important. I thought that that was a good point. Maybe,
0: maybe. maybe. I mean, we we we've seen this this college scandal that that popped off, where <laughs> white people were fabricating shit to get their children into certain schools. So who's to say that you couldn't get into West Point on some on some fake bullshit?
1: Well, I'm sure it's happened before. I'm sure it's happened before, but it doesn't happen on the scale of, you know, I was reading a study about Harvard and like the Ivy leagues, it used to be something that you aspire to. You're so much smarter if you go to Harvard than if you go someplace else. Help. but you know, Trump went to Harvard and he went to Penn. He went to Penn. Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, University of Pennsylvania,
1: wherever that should, I'm sure they're happy that you pointed that out, but, um, proud alumnus, but, um, These people, they were saying that the majority of the people, almost half of the class that comes into these Ivy League schools now, are legacies. Legacies get preference over academic achievers. So in a world, and these legacies are generally rich conservative Republicans. Yeah, but how many of those legacies
3: can also uh, foot the bill? their, their legacies, assuming that their, their parents have done well, if their child is now on the track that he's going IV as well, or they're going IV as well. Um, you know, part of that may be that some of these legacies can afford to write foot, write the full
1: bill. They can write the full bill. They can put a building up. There's a lot of different advantages to that. Yeah. But when you get that degree that says Harvard, it doesn't mean the same as the person that came from inner city, Chicago, who you know built a molecular model for 14 different combustion engines and is now sitting there with the same degree that you got if you don't check their GPAs you're going to think automatically that the other guy who is the legacy is the one that's actually the head achiever but the reality is it's the guy that was that was born into the that was born into the university based upon his academic prowess and These are parts of the changes of the new world that we have today. Academics are not as valued. And especially if you can get all of your answers on the internet now, a lot of these people don't have to even open up books and things like that. I just wonder what the value of, and this is, it's kind of like a libertarian argument. What's the value of education when all of the answers are right in front of you?
3: Yeah, all of the, quote unquote, all of the answers are right in front of you. But the problem is, is that we don't even know what the questions are going to be in 10 years or 15 years. And you have to create people who can not even think outside the box, think when there's no box.
1: But there are people and that's
3: with... what that's what the, that's what the value of education is. That's why that's what these schools should be teaching them. Unfortunately, a lot of them are still acting like a lot of the large public schools are still acting like Votex. But that's what we should be teaching
1: that's what we should be teaching, but if we're talking about in terms of legacies legacies want to make sure that they that the answers are set forth already and that they don't change and that they don't address all of the Le- problems leg-
3: Legacies would would love would love that but you know at the same time there's a certain amount of evolution that one that can't be controlled I mean how many from the time that we went to college to now, how many jobs exist that The technology didn't even exist when we were going to college, much less the job description. Right, And, you know, they're going to have to deal with that. I I laugh all the time. I tell people when I when I speak to high school groups, college groups, like I studied radio, television and film at Temple University. My entire college education is comes free in your phone now. Yeah. You can you can can shoot and edit video. You can you can record and edit uh, video and audio in your phone. Mm hmm. Each one of those was a very expensive piece of equipment back in 1988. Like, if you wanted to edit film, Steenbeck was $100,000. You wanted to edit video, you know, the controller was $20,000. You needed two decks. Each of those was $150,000 back then. Like, the cost of entry into that field was so high. Mm-hmm. And now, it comes with your phone.
1: Now it comes with your and phone.
3: And so, I mean, everybody's got to deal with that with that evolution and that energy. Even, even the legacies. They're, they'll try to hold on. But you know, a lot of them are, are seeding the are, are the capital, you know, that seeds a lot of these innovations.
1: Mm. you have any thoughts on it? So yeah,
0: well, I just, I kind of have a have a uh, I guess a question slash comment. So like when you, when you, first of all, I think that intelligence is something that's not truly valued anymore by. So if if we break it down to the 85 10 and five so the 10 percent that control most things will guide you like they guide your education they guide they guide most things toward a desired result right Right. Right. so whatever 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 result they want is the education that they're going to give you right intelligence when and when you to me when you talk about intelligence um like you talk about, you know, things that you've read. Like, so so if you've read, like you you mentioned my man who said he read Lenin and Stalin and Marx or now whoever he read. Right. right. So he read all these things in order to get more viewpoints. So, but when you have more viewpoints, what it does is it takes it a lot. It, it gives you the, it gives you the opportunity to view things like without being involved, you know, like kind of, kind of looking at it without judging it.
1: It gives you a different perspective. Right? Yeah. And it allows opinion. you to be in that space and formulate an opinion through someone else who was in that space. Right. But, but, but still, but
0: that's, but that's real thinking. You know what I mean? Like being a, being able to look at something objectively gives you the ability to really think about it. And unfortunately the way the education is, they don't want you to look at things objectively. They want you to look at things a certain way. They want to guide the way that you think. Yes. So, that's my thought on it.
1: In a world that's in a world that's supposed to be free, but it's not. The thought processes aren't free, and it's all it's all to it's all to push these narratives that are well. They don't have any usefulness anymore. You know, it doesn't have any usefulness anymore, but that's where we are. You know, and
0: and I mean, just couple that with the fact that we don't we don't own the tech anymore. The tech now owns us. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like like is like Rob said, every everything that we learned in school, like these these telephones that we have are more more powerful than the first computers that put man on the moon right and we carry these shits around in our pocket Ugh. you know what i mean these were humongous supercomputers in- and
3: yeah, they they used to fill rooms
0: right exactly these are yeah. humongous supercomputers they used to fill fucking rooms and now we carry this bitch in our pocket and this has more power more ability than those computers that sent man to the moon yet all we can think to do on it is post a picture of our food
1: TikTok videos. <laughs> right. Ding, 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 you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Right. Ding, ding, ding. And 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 how so how did these things become popular though? That's the thing. Who how did how did TikTok just take off?
1: Well, it's funny, black people. Because that was something that was talked about this week. How um a lot of TikTok users are now um taking they're actually talking about boycotting and taking away the creativity from TikTok. Because a lot of the videos, a lot of the dances that come out on TikTok are made from black creators. They are appropriated by white creators who then take those who now who then get all of the views. And black people were mad at that. You know. Once again, mixed feelings. So
0: TikTok is everything else that's happened in America to black people.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. This Got is
3: it, it, it is of America. It, it is a <laughs> microcosm. It. it is a microcosm <laughs> of
1: everything that is American in this country, and everything a pro- cultural appropriation has built this country to a large extent. And this is what critical race theory is about, and all these different stories. And I, I just see the world in a place where we're not making any progress, and we're not going to make much progress as long as people are. Unwilling to admit that there are problems, and admit the path. You know, it just always goes back to the same thing, which is if you don't know how to, if you, in order for you to solve a problem, you have to first identify the problem. If you refuse to identify the problem, you're not going to be able to solve shit. You know, you're not even trying. If you won't identify it, you want to, You're not even trying. You're not trying. It's not interesting to you. It's not something that's. It's not going to work out for you. Yeah. So Biden has made this world kind of boring, you know. He really has, as he's coming. He's trying to. He's trying to be calm, and things are things are going back to people are going back into their their little Malay spots. And I think this is what a lot of the more radical brothers were talking about when they were voting for Trump. That they they didn't want that. They didn't. No, they like the disruption. They like the disruption. They like the crazy. And we're getting less crazy right now. And that seems to be kind of, um, it's having its toll on people. It's taking its toll on people. Yeah. So. What,
0: what, did, what did the Joker tell Harvey Dent? Invoke a little anarchy. Mm. That's that's Sometimes that's what you need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, in, uh, my man from, from Game of Thrones, one of my, like one of the greatest shows ever, He said chaos is a ladder. Yes. Right. So while while shit is going sideways, you know, on on Black Monday, a whole lot of people got rich.
3: Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what
0: I'm saying? During this pandemic, a whole lot of people have gotten rich. Mm
1: -hmm. Or richer.
0: Right. Or richer. Richer. Or richer.
1: You know, and they're still going to get rich. I mean... Like you know, Gene like left early, but we were talking about possible topics, and he wanted to. He was saying like you know we could talk about the real estate market right now because it's something that's right up your alley with prices and what's going on with uh you know the inventory and you know because that's something that's a popular trope this week and yeah,
0: what well, it there is no inventory yeah well, or at least that's the story.
1: Well, the banks have been holding off the inventory for a long time right. because they can't they couldn't possibly recoup all the numbers so it's a it's a numbers game it would take me to sit down and like build a chart to show people how many homes that the banks actually have that they're not allowing to be sold or they have stuck with these different reo vendors that they put them at such a price point that no one will want to buy them and right the strange thing that's happened recently is that people have been paying those wildly inconsistent crazy prices For homes that aren't valued worth that, that aren't even close to that value.
0: Similar to the housing bubble a few years ago.
1: Similar to the housing bubble of a few years ago. They don't want the crash. A lot of people have been predicting, in my business, they've been predicting a crash. And, you know, I was one of them. But also at the same time, I'm looking at it, and I know the last thing that they want is another crash. They'd rather keep this the way it is, the status quo win. Joe Biden is very good at appeasing people, so I. It's a very strong possibility we won't see a crash. We'll just see. So a, go ahead.
0: That, no, that was going to be my question. So, what will we see if if we don't see a crash? Are we gonna if if it if it's not bullish?
3: Well, of if it's not it'll bearish. Be, then it's be, it'll be it'll be carried. To the, it'll be carried to the end. Like a fighter.
1: Like I've said before, like, you know, get
3: dropped in the next person's
1: lap. You have to you have to look at all the you have to look at all of the um barometers in the in the markets and everything from money to housing to family to social messaging to really get a strong picture of what's really going on. And what it looks like right now is I remember when I was writing mortgages back in two thousand and six through two thousand and eight and um the thing came out where Renting is the new own. Rent is the new own. That's what they kept pushing. Rent is the new own. I remember that. You're moving out of your house, rent is the new own. You know? So these messages, they, they don't. When these people come up with a plan and a program, they're not like the 85s. They keep pushing that shit. So they've been pushing renting is the new own since 2008. And they. They've been, there are, there are all these different programs for buying and buying in bulk and getting, lent, getting loans to actually buy properties in bulk. And, you know, investors that were buying like 10 and 20 properties at like REOs because they're just going to rent them out to you because it's more money for them. And at the same time, you look at what they've done it with the educational system over the same time. We got this, um new we had this new um way of teaching in the elementary schools and the high schools and that really take right. away all this free thought and all these free thinkings because these and building free thinkers like we were saying earlier because they don't want you to figure out exactly what they're doing so that way you can bust it up one day. They really want these generations to actually believe that their way is the only way. So they're hiding a lot of knowledge. At the same time we have these computers where you can look up anything. But what they're doing is they're hiding a lot of knowledge and know-how of how to actually break what they're planning on building. And the plan is just simply to turn the country into a renter's country. And that's it. They don't want people to own properties. You're a problem if you own property. Look at what they do with the voting and what they're trying to do with the voting right now. They're telling people that you shouldn't vote can't vote that's what the messages are and when they can't get that you know one of the things about these voting um bills that are meant to suppress the vote they have independent people that are coming in that are going to be able to tell you whether or not your vote is valuable you can cast your vote it's not a matter of getting to the polls to cast your vote it's like afterwards someone's some independent arbitrator is going to come in and say you know what His vote, he lives on this block. His vote doesn't count. And how do you think they're going to eventually do that? It's like a slow drip of water on a rock. First they take this away, then they take that away, then they take that away, and they'll keep selling these things. And by the time this goes down the line, you and I will be like, you know, all of us will be probably 70 or 80, and no one will listen to what we have to say. we will be like, look, fuck, everybody's vote used to count. But now if you're a renter, your vote only counts like half of one guy who owns 30 properties. They may make it a tiered system where his vote is worth 300 and your vote is worth one. These are things that they're testing with people. They're poking at the system to see whether or not it actually works. And we won't be be the ones that are out in the front lines. And they always have these questions like, what are you doing to help your community? And everything. What I'm trying to do to help my com- community is inform you for the first time. Because a lot of times in my life, I just looked at that stuff and laughed and said, ha, 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 you dumb motherfuckers. You think you're so smart? This shit is not going to work out the way it is. And I used to revel in telling people, I told you so. But I don't so much anymore because I see it's bad. I see how bad it's actually getting. And um, there's only a couple of ways around it. If you're out there saying, oh, just get your money and you won't have that problem, you ain't wrong. You're not wrong. But when you get to that point, you're not going to have many people that are going to be riding with you.
0: But I think one of one of the bigger things that we have to deal with is what's the measurement, right? So in ter- in terms of being successful, right? what's the measurement, what makes success? You know what I mean? So for example, like when I was, when we was rapping, right. Mm-hmm. If I could have made, if I could have made enough money as an MC to be comfortable, I don't, I I, I I wouldn't, I was never, you know, like looking to make millions and millions of dollars. I was looking to have enough money to survive and, and just kind of be all right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I didn't, I don't want to, you know, my idea of success is me not having to worry. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I could have done that as a hip hop artist, I would have done it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it didn't work out that way. So, but some people that want to be hip hop artists, they think they're a failure or their idea of success may be the Jay-Z level, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know what I'm saying? So, so how do you, so at some point the measurement of what you're trying to what you're trying to do has to come into play, and where where do you dr- where do you draw that measurement from? You know what I mean? Is it something internal that 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 is it something that you have inside of you, or something that's been put inside of you by this society? You see what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's definitely most people are are more moved by external than they are internal now, and that's the whole thing about brings us back full circle to social media because the external is how are you viewed on social media? How do people look at you? What do people imagine that you're doing as opposed to what the reality is? It takes a real, it takes a real confident self-conscious person to not need that crutch of people patting them back on patting them on the back all of the time or um, that constant affirmation that you're okay and most people don't live with that type of confidence and most people as a matter of fact when they see individuals with that type of confidence they tend to turn them turn against them and hate them to a certain extent it becomes a reason for you to dislike someone because of the fact that they are that they don't have the same hang-ups that you have the problems are the problems are um many and black is beautiful. You know, that's what I always come back to. I remember my mother telling me black is beautiful. Black is beautiful.
2: Yes,
1: sir. It is black is beautiful. Cause when they tried to chop me down, black is beautiful. You're beautiful as you are. And that's really the answer is having self-confidence and just believing in yourself. I, there are some times when I have problems with people, I've had problems with people in the past and I've wanted to hate them and I've wanted to dislike them. And I just um I just won't allow myself to get to that point. Because I know that once I do, there's no turning back for me. Because now I'm but now I become just like you. I become my oppressor now. Now I become my oppressor. I'm I'm like constantly trying not to become my oppressor. Not to hate you for a reason. There's a thin line with that in this world because just because of the fact that you don't hate people or you won't come at them the way that they would come at you. Sometimes people take that for weakness and then you got to knock a motherfucker out. So you got different. So it's like, there's different levels. It's hard to explain that. And like, you know, someone once told me that, you know, I have a problem with you. My problem with you is because you go from like zero to 50 and you go from liking me. What you go from liking somebody in one second to I'm looking at you and I know you about to hurt this motherfucker and everything because this is the this is the world that we live in. I'm not trying to hurt you at any point in time. But the simple fact of the matter is it's that your hatred your your self-worth is coming is like you're trying to put that on me. And I'm not even thinking about you like that. I want everybody to do well. I want us all to do well. You know, I want everybody to like I want everybody to be okay. And that's part of what I talk about because we're all connected. We're all connected. If you're not happy, Jay Z said, "If I don't care if you got one or one million, but I think you should, because if I only got one, out comes the hood." I've mm-hmm. used that quote before, because mm-hmm. that and that's most people. So if you're not worried about you, if you're not worried about your neighbor, your neighbor, don't worry, you'll see him. Eventually, you will see your neighbor. And a motherfucker sitting on the on the, on the porch saying, oh, I hope that's right and everything." And I'm, I'm like, "Yeah, I hope that is right. I hope you have the heart for that." You know, And I hope you have the heart when the motherfucker doesn't come walking up your fucking porch but comes sliding down your chimney and surprises you or whatever it is. So I think that we're setting ourselves up for, it could be a couple of different things. Before Trump, it's very interesting. People will complain, oh, we see more violence now. Before Trump, Trump gave them the okay to do violence. So that's what we see. They have events like Redneck Rave. Over the course of the week and they say black people right. are like black people are out of control when they go on a party and everything. Redneck raves or like one person choked, one person impaled. How the fuck you impale somebody at a goddamn concert and that shit don't make the fucking front page of the news. Right. Anywhere. Impaled. Impaled. Like, yo, that should be like everywhere. It should say white on white crime. Should say should say that, but it does not motherfuckers are impaling people another wild weekend of white on white yeah. crime right and some normal person will be some normal person will be walking down the street in the city get punched by a homeless person who's absolutely out of his fucking mind and that will be on every white person's lips in america but these motherfuckers don't even want to talk about redneck reeve. nigga got impaled and yeah, not but- in a good way
0: but <laughs> Well white on white crime is is a white on white crime is just a natural thing. You know what I mean? Like that's it's it's just natural. That's that's what white people are. They're they're violent towards everyone. You know what I mean? Like like it's surprising that black people would kill. To me it's I look at it like like this. It's it's surprising to me that black people would kill other black people. I mean it's in in a way. Right. It's not surprising because we are we generally people kill who they see. Uh-huh. Right. They, they kill who they see. Most black people live in a black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So the people that they see are black. So when you kill somebody, it's probably going to be a black person. Same with white, same with Chinese, same with Arabic, same with whoever, whoever. Right. Uh-huh. But it's no surprise that other people would kill one another to me. Because I don't think that they have the same, they don't have the same DNA that we have. I, I think we come from a much more spiritual, godly driven uh, type of DNA. And that it's, it's unnatural for black people to kill one another. We have, we have become white people. Yes. So now it's so it's it's become easy for us to kill each other. But I think there that there was a time that it was much more difficult and it was much more of a surprise that black people would kill one another. And now that narrative, black on black crime, is just something that people have accepted. And now it's stamped on our DNA. It's stamped on our DNA now, you know, what I mean, because it's been accepted by society. So now it's just something that we do.
1: Fights, drugs, impalement. Forty-eight people charged during a redneck rave. Man's throat slit. That's for a fucking concert. Mm-hmm. You gotta be kidding me! Like why? Was I don't. Fresh I want, fest? Was it
0: Fresh Fest? Was it, was it Fresh Fest? It
1: was fresher than Fresh Fest.
0: If if it wasn't Fresh Fest, then it's not new.
1: <laughs> exactly. Redneck rave. Get your tickets early this year. Bring your tourniquets yeah. and Send your coolness. Send more of them. It's going to be a good old time. Yeah, yeah. You want to go to that shit? I want to go to that shit.
0: Nah. You, but, know, you know, who, who, have more. Who's the headliner? <laughs> right. Have more of them. Fuck it.
1: Let them let let him
3: just keep taking yeah, each other out.
0: look.
1: Fuck let it. Have that's more. They, that's what they say about the black neighborhoods. That's what they say about us, so. Right. Let them at let them at each other. They're animals, anyway. Yeah, animals, anyway. You know they need beer. We don't need beer. Apparently, we just need hunger. Yeah. Well, you know that's just what it is. Hey, listen, this show has been kind of a downer here, but
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: luckily
1: the hour is up.
3: You depressed yourself, huh? I You're did right.
1: depress myself. I did not get a chance to talk about. Well, you know the fact that the, the, the go ahead, the dramatic lighting that you have going too. Mm, oh, thank you.
3: Very. Right, while you were in the middle of some of your soliloquies, like the little rays of light coming just past your face. <laughs> you're
1: gonna sure wish that you had this for, for posterity one day, right? You wish you could Absolutely. put this in a bottle. I didn't even get a chance to talk about my favorite black on black crime, which was Michael B. Jordan this week, and Juve. Oh, bruh. And yeah, like yeah. you know. They, they, the Caribbean community killed the brother for trying to tap into a part of the diaspora that he is not allowed to touch. It's outside, hey. you know. Captain hey. Morgan, uh, of course, like you know, they buy and sell that rum. He was only right. a slave owner, you know, but hey, he's it, okay. That's, fine. that's he's, well,
3: you know, and it, well, it's you know they've run away with that name for 100 some years now. It's he's the captain.
1: You know, I'm the captain now. We're if it's hitting. all white it's, it's all right. right yeah you know all right all right all right so <laughs> you know the only thing i the only thing i really have to say with that i i saw like some of the points of view and i get that to a certain extent i get that if it was a white guy i'm sure that they would have been able to come to some type of agreement but you know it's an american black and i'm not even going to read deep into that I try not to, to dig into groups that don't have a representation a represent a representative on the call, you know, or on the in the conversation because then I then I just become somebody who's not I'm not open to actually learning anything. And I understand the way that they I I can empathize with how they feel about that and everything. Um my problem with it was simply that They can take, they can, you you can be black when it's like convenient. They can be American black when it's convenient and come and benefit from this anytime they want. And nobody's gonna, who's gonna call them out? Jesse Jackson? I don't think so. Yeah. You know? And this is just like, you know, when we talk about the the black man and diaspora and, getting everybody together. This is a black man who was trying to do something and bring something out and benefit from it. And because, so I guess like in order for that idea to come forth, we got to wait for the next Jamaican star to come forth and like, you know, make it right. And then I have to question myself as a black person, should I drink this? Because well, they basically, well, I mean,
3: if a, if a white person had given, had was bottling this and decided to name it after a revolutionary hero. Would they have given him shit too? Yes. Would they have been right to give him shit? Yes. Um, there's a thousand things you could name it. You know, we can move off of that name. Like that 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 name's not going to affect the flavor, or whatever. Like just.
1: But are we going to start? Are we going to start chopping up the black community into like areas where we can and cannot profiteer? and everything it's like that's well, an opportunity I think we're,
3: in a diff- we're in a different like it, we're profiteering like he's profiteering because he's got this you know you know this rum company in haiti i'm sure he's getting he's paying pennies on the dollar for his stuff down there mm-hmm. uh he's profiteering in that way like you can name it anything you so, know it, it, it like to some degree you know he's he's revered down there you know If somebody in another country, let's just say somewhere in China, some Chinese guy decided one day, you know what, we're going to make Jesus vodka. Like, Jesus don't mean nothing to them, but every Christian would be like, what the fuck? How are you going to name it after Jesus? What kind of Mm. shit is that? Mm. And they'd be right. And your face that you made tells me that you see what I'm talking about.
1: No, I see what you're talking about. I definitely understand it. I just don't like Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, so since... Since the Jamaicans are or the Car- Caribbeans, I, I don't I don't want to, you know, exclude anyone. So right. since the Caribbeans are upset about the name Joe Vert, should we as uh black people be upset that uh like Arabs and Chinese people like own all the fried chicken spots now? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, should should we be upset about that? Like, it, mm. isn't like fried chicken supposed to be our thing? Fried That's... fish? Yeah, I mean we we kind of we kind of get did we drop the ball?
1: Are they are we are they allowed to come and eat fried chicken made by southern blacks? You know we're getting into it now. We're like you know now we're in Ireland where we've got Protestants and Catholics. You know, so now we're we're broken up. It just goes to prove that no matter how much people try to come up with these ideas about uniting, you know, on a very basic level, we're not Excuse the same. Me?
3: Humans always find a way to divide as much as we're built to connect. Humans always find a way to stratify. We have, we
0: focus on differences rather than similarities because we're all much more similar than we are different. But because I was raised in Detroit and somebody else was raised in Alaska, we have our, our history and background is different. So we may see a certain thing differently. But that doesn't mean that we can't come to some sort of agreement. But people would rather not come to the agreement in these days and times.
1: I mean, I live in New York. The Caribbean community is a part of my community here in New York to a large extent. Right. I just, I I don't like the fact that you stop a brother. I don't care whatever it is. If you want to talk about, if you want to be pro-black, then be pro-black. If you want to be pro African diaspora, then be pro African diaspora, it's not as if those dollars were going into a separate community completely and totally. That's going into a black man's pockets. And as many Caribbeans have come over to the United States of America and built fortunes then and climbed on the backs of African Americans and African American slaves who lived here in this country. And yes, you they lived through they lived through slavery in their country as well. But the only reason why we're talking about their country and your country, your country and their country, is because this is the way that you're framing this argument. You're framing this position. That they are different than us. And they can't make money off of us. That's a shared experience. Michael B. Jordan could have had descendants that his descendants could have very well been American Indians that were just taken over. Or they could have came through that port of Jamaica too. They could have came through a port in Haiti as well. So you're taking this and you're breaking this down to a minutiae. I just don't like it. I'm not going to lie about it. I just don't like it. I mean, look at all the, and there's like, you know, Biggie was Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? He made it, he made it big in the rap business. And most of the cats that are at bad boy, they're Jamaican. You know, they have Caribbean, they have Caribbean backgrounds and descents. And at the same time they built all of this music that african americans have been listening to and pushing for years and years and years and everything should we have should african americans have taken a second thought before listening to that music that's all part of the diaspora i that's my problem i i have a problem with them like carving into the diaspora that way you know cuz then at that from from that line of thinking i should have a problem with trevor knowing noah being on the being on the uh, late show and I don't have a problem with Trevor Noah he's funny as shit you know I don't have a problem with Michael Blackston, but should I have a problem with Michael Blackston because he doesn't represent African Americans you know if y'all want to get together and you want to get this shit together get this shit together is my point because what you just did was you took money out of the black family because you didn't like the black family that the money was going into and that's where I'm going to end the show Thank you once again for showing up on Board <laughs> in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Thank you once again, Mr. Grant Lancaster, owner of City Wings. Any final thoughts, Grant? <laughs> <laughs> no, no final thoughts. You're, you just weren't muted anyway. I, I can't hear you. Probably don't want to say anything anyway. I'm going to take the heat on that one. I'm going to have to watch my bum clop back this week, but it's okay. Mr. Rob Brooks. What up? out out yes sometimes we have weeks like that we all can't get out fast enough and I feel you peace born in trouble see you next week